Welcome to Writing Wrongs here at Hudgel Solicitors, the easy guide to the legal issues many people may have to deal with in their lives. I'm Keith Phillips and joining me is Solicitor Eve Carter, Head of our Court of Protection Services. Welcome Eve. Thank you. You describe your work as problem solving and getting families back to as normal life as possible. Eve, professionally, in what circumstances would you be involved in someone's life? Um, I tend to advise clients on the law surrounding mental capacity. So where someone's unable to make a decision themselves, the Mental Capacity Act defines how that decision should be made. Well, we're going to discuss statutory wills. First of all, give us some insight on what exactly a statutory will is and who might need to make one and in what circumstances. So a statutory will is a will made through the Court of Protection under the Mental Capacity Act for someone who lacks the capacity to give the instructions to make that will themselves. When you say someone lacks the capacity to make a will, who might that be? What might be the circumstances in their lives? So in order to be able to make a will, the person needs to understand the size of their estate what they actually own and who they might be expected to benefit. Where somebody isn't able to understand those factors and a medical professional has deemed them not to have capacity, then a statutory will would be made for them. Well, what if they had made a will previously when they did have the mental capacity? Is that will now invalid? No, uh, if you lose mental capacity, your will still stands. The difficulty is that will may no longer be relevant for you. And if that's the case, um, you can't make a new will through the traditional way of doing that because you don't have the capacity to do so. Therefore, you need to make a will through an application to the Court of Protection to get approval for that will. So you might want to change your will if the beneficiaries had died, if your assets had increased through a compensation claim. There are many factors that may change the person's circumstances to make that will no longer relevant to their needs. So Eve, if a statutory will is required, what is the procedure that needs to be followed? Can someone simply apply to the court of protection themselves on behalf of a family member or someone they care for? Right, so this is a complex application to the court of protection which will require professional assistance. Um, the application is considered by the court who will then determine that it's in the best interests of the person concerned to proceed. Well, if you say the new will must be in the person's best interests, but who decides what those best interests are? The court makes that decision. The Mental Capacity Act requires that any decision made for someone unable to make their own will must be made in their best interest. So the court look at evidence relating to best interests in all their surrounding circumstances. So they'd be looking at the past and present wishes and feelings of the person, any beliefs and values, um, family relationships, um, any other factors that that person had deemed important in their life whilst they had capacity. So any planning they'd made, any wishes that they'd expressed, any former wills. Um, They'd also take into account all the surrounding evidence from the people that are caring for that person and any views of an appointed deputy. So they'd look at basically try to establish the whole position in that person's life before making a decision in their best interests. 
the decision is essentially a value judgment by the Court of Protection, with the prominence of each of the factors weighed differently from case to case. So depending on the specific circumstances and the evidence put forward, there's different weightings in that decision to establish best interests. Now, an, an official solicitor will be required I mean, who is who becomes the official solicitor? Uh, the official solicitor is um, an independent solicitor that actually works within the Court of Protection and they're appointed to act as the independent voice of the person who's lost capacity. So it's completely impartial. So that is a crucial part of this process. Because the person can no longer make the decisions themselves, their representation has to be independent from everybody else, including the solicitor making the application. Well, people listening will want to know what costs are involved if a statutory will is required. Can you put a figure on what might be the average figure? No, I think it's it's until you've looked at each specific circumstances. Obviously, if I'm making a statutory will for somebody who's received a large compensation settlement and we're making sure that their future affairs are dealt with on their death then it can cost anything up to £10,000. If that will is contested by members of the family, then the costs can increase dramatically. So I think it is worth looking at making sure that the whole family is in agreement on the route forward and that it isn't going to turn into a contested application because that will make it very expensive. Well, I mean, expense is something to take into consideration. It is. Eve, if you were to provide legal advice to a family member or a carer who thinks a statutory will may be necessary, I mean, what would you say? What questions would you be asking? I think the first thing that I would look at is mental capacity. So I would look at obtaining medical evidence to show that there was a lack of capacity. That's the start point. And only after confirming that that's the case, would I look at establishing the evidential basis to make the application? Well, even when a statutory will is finally agreed by the Court of Protection, uh, what will it look like and how will it work? Uh, essentially, the execution of the will is different than a normal will because somebody has to sign on behalf of the party for them as they'll be unable to understand the nature of the document and make that signature. But other than that, it acts the same as a normal will. The court will issue an approval of that will. There'll be an order dictating that. The will will be executed. Then it will be stored the same as a normal will. How then will the authorised person conduct the affairs of the person who is incapacitated? Are there, are there checks in place? Does the authorised person need to consult with others? No, it doesn't alter. I mean, a will is essentially for when you die. So it's used on death. So the will will just be stored until that person dies. At the time of their death, it will be dealt with by whoever administers the estate. The court of protection jurisdiction ends on death. So anybody appointed to act for that person will not be dealing with the estate necessarily. Well, Eve, if someone is listening today because they think they may need to apply for a statutory will, or they need advice or guidance on any of the issues we've touched upon today involving mental capacity, what difference would you say a solicitor who's an expert in court of protection services like yourself, what difference can you make? I think it's about navigating the territory. It is a tricky area to deal with the court of protection. I think anyone who's attempted to deal with the court of protection acknowledges it can be quite difficult to navigate. So I think the benefits of instructing a solicitor are to have that guidance. 
Thanks very much, Eve. Eve Carter, who specialises in quarter protection services here at Hudgel Solicitors. Thanks for listening to Writing Wrongs. And if you need further information regarding advice on quarter protection services, head to our website, hudgelsolicitors.co.uk. Thank you.